Hey, when does the show start? Hey, wait a minute. <gasps> First, let's hear from our sponsors. Oh, okay. In just a minute. They don't call Mad Dog Manny for nothing. I'm talking about Manny Aurora, who visits the Bailey Show podcast a couple times a month. We talk defense, criminal law, right? That's what he does for a living. Located in Atlanta, Georgia, but practices nationwide. Handled litigation in 19 different states. Any questions that you might have for Manny Aurora, you can either shoot it to him personally at his law firm, theaurorralawfirm.com, or you can call our hotline and leave us a voicemail for the next visit from Manny Aurora. Oh, Mad Dog Manny Aurora, 404-369-3825. As a former prosecutor, they at the Aurora Law Firm understand the other side of the case. Top 100 national trial lawyers at the Aurora Law Firm, specializing in criminal law. If you need them, you need to get a hold of them today. TheAuroraLawFirm.com. And again, you got any questions for Mad Dog Manny Aurora next time he stops in the studio, get a hold of us, PodcastTheBS.com. Look, doing a new kitchen or bath, that's a big undertaking, right? So you want to go to somebody that's like a one-stop shop, like UCI Kitchen and Bath. They've been Atlanta's number one cabinet, granite, and quartz fabricator and installer for the past 20 years. That's what I'm talking about, a one-stop shop. Uh, They provide the installation of whatever you buy. Speaking of, you mentioned the BS, the Bailey Show podcast, and you're getting 10% off your regularly priced countertops. That's a nice little savings, right? You can visit the Norcross, Georgia showroom location. Let their design team transform your kitchen and bathroom into a beautiful and functional environment to fit your personality. It's just upping your property value. You can get with all the latest trends because they got them right there on the showroom. Servicing all of Georgia and parts of Alabama, Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Florida. How do you get a hold of them? Very simple. UCIGranite.com. The letters U-C-I, the word granite.com. Merry Christmas, motherfucker. Hey, two percenters. It's Jason, and thanks so much for a great 2022. This was a, a fun project to start, and it's been a blast ever since uh, with me and the rest of the team. For those that subscribe, we appreciate the support. If you're not a subscriber, hopefully in 2023 you will. Nonetheless, podcastthebs.com, and you can get all the info for us and uh, spread the word. That's that's the holiday spirit, right? Spreading the word of the BS. Merry Christmas. I love people. All right, all right, all right. The BS presents Let's Talk To. People are strange when you're a stranger. I cannot wait to see who it is. Oh, wait. Oh, I hope it's Frank Sinatra's ghost. Oh. Podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. The Bailey Show podcast guest portal brought to us by Country Financial. If you need anything insurance related, call Sean now. 678-519-9028. The camp agency at Country Financial. Your one-stop shop to all your insurable needs. Today is not a court day. Today is a workout day with your Georgia Tech athletic gear on. Right, Manny Aurora? Hey, we won the first quarter against UGA, baby. That's more than I expected. (laughs) That's how how you brag, isn't it? (laughs) Damn right. We were up 7-0 and 7-3 at the end of the first quarter. You don't have those 7-0 bragging rights, but it's okay. We'll never compete again with NIL money being what it is. No, no. But Georgia Tech is getting a new head football coach. Let's hope it's Dion. No, it's not Dion. It's the guy from Tulane. Oh, we did hire him? I don't know. That's just what I saw. So it looks uh, like it's going to be this guy. 
Who do you want Deion Sanders for your head football coach? That is a joke. Um, he's undefeated at where he is. Or Steve Spurrier, bring him back from the dead. It's a, it's amazing. Like when you talk college football, and you argue who should be in the playoffs or not. Obviously, Nate and I being UCF fans, and before UCF was the well, semi powerhouse that they are now. You know, when they were just the, the the smaller school, even though they've been the largest per population per per kid, largest school in the country for probably the last ten years, if not longer. Um, Everybody's like, oh, you know, the, the small schools, you, you don't want the small schools. The small schools, you can't have the small schools. They, they don't play anybody. They don't play anybody. But yet you want Deion Sanders, who coaches at a small school, to coach a big school just because he's beaten a bunch of small schools. No, I want him so we can compete in recruiting people because <clears> we can't pay the NIL money like Georgia, Southern Cal, Texas, all those schools can. You want a name that the kids understand and they'll come for. He's probably going to have really good assistants that'll do a lot of the legwork, but he can recruit. Fair enough. So you hire a coach and just have him be kind of like the face. Exactly. Just have him walk around. Like Joe Paterno, the hell out of that thing. <laughs> the only guy that never had a headset on during games. I mean, the assistants ran that program. Uh, <laughs> Aurora Law Firm, specializing in criminal law, located here in Atlanta, but practices nationwide. The AuroraLawFirm.com, our hotline for questions. We've got a voicemail that we'll play a little bit uh, later during this uh, conversation. 404-369-3825, if you've got any uh, Manny pops in here every couple weeks, and we take your questions from social media, email, voicemail, so on and so forth, and just kind of shoot the shit. You got any? Uh, you got anything going on there at the Aurora Law Firm? Of uh, I mean, nothing's going to top Anna Delvey. We all, we all can agree on that, right? Nothing's going to top Anna Delvey. But do you have anything yet? Excite yet exciting? We have a really big gang case a little south of Griffin starting. A week from yesterday. Okay. So, got to get ready for that over this next week and oh, weekend. What happened? Uh, just the usual 99-page indictment accusing people of everything under the sun, being gang members and all that kind of stuff. Are they? This one, it doesn't matter. One thing I want to say is, before I get into the specifics, is anybody that's listening can be a member of a gang as long as you don't commit crimes in furtherance of a gang. It's not illegal to join something. Otherwise, the Boy Scouts would be a gang, the police would be a gang, everybody would be a gang. The question is, did you commit any crimes in furtherance of a gang? Committing a crime while being a gang member does not make it a gang crime. you got to do something to further the gang, right? I'm selling drugs on behalf of the gang. But if I beat up the guy that slept with my girlfriend, that's not a gang crime. And so those are the nuances that we have to argue here. Because no matter how much I scream and yell that he's not a gang member, because there's not a single tattoo on this guy's body and, you know, social media type stuff, the government has some middle-aged white person that's gone to some classes for, you know, a few days here and there that says, oh yeah, he fits the criteria because there's no set criteria across the country for what a gang member is. So you just kind of make it up as you go along and that's how it goes. But you would agree that there are certain organizations that people are a part of that specialize in breaking the law and are profiled and known as uh, illegal organizations, white supremacist groups, some militias, some militias, not all militias, but some militias, Get, you know, gangs, those types of play, those types of people. Well, absolutely. That, those are gangs or groups or whatever you want to call them. But the crimes that are alleged by those groups, I could join the white militia and it's not illegal. But if I did something, you would further, be shunned at your office. I'm telling perhaps, you. or I could be like the, if anybody watches Dave Chappelle, the, the blind KKK leader right, who happens yeah. to be black that nobody knew that, <laughs> 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 but that's neither there. I wouldn't wear a hood necessarily, but 
if I didn't do anything in furtherance of the white militia, then I haven't committed any crimes. You can join. Nikki could join the white militia if she wanted to, but I'll pay. you know that's not. I dare you. That's not a crime. I'll pay. <laughs> I triple talk there. <laughs> so those are the things I try to explain to people. Just because you're a member, or the government says you're a member, doesn't make it so. But you also then, secondly, have to commit a crime that helps that. I group. get it. Yeah, I, I dare you just to fill out the application. No. <laughs> it's like me trying to get be a waitress at Hooters. <laughs> look at look at right. <laughs> like, uh, excuse me, Grandmaster. There's only one box next to race. <laughs> uh, so what did they do? Well, allegedly. Well, there's like, like I said, there's 99 pages of this, but most of the stuff isn't even criminal. They're just talking about things on jail recorded phone calls after they arrested them or saying, well, this is code for this and this is code for that. And the biggest problem I always have is how a middle-aged Caucasian gentleman that's gone to a class at the FBI for two days or even you right now could get a class online and you could be certified as a gang expert if you wanted to be within less than a week. Um, they don't actually recruit any of the people that are formerly in gang members to come and testify about how it is because it's so, I don't want to say made up, but it's just so arbitrary. If you've got a tattoo, you're a gang member. If you don't have a tattoo, you're a gang member. Did you self-identify you're a gang member? Did you have a picture next to some gang guy? Well, you could be a gang member. Did you wear a certain shirt? I mean, I guess if there's a gray gang, we'd all be gray gang members or something Hell like yeah, that. Hell yeah, we would be. It's very arbitrary, and so it's just it's a little frustrating to do that. People should be accused of committing the crimes that they've committed. The whole gang thing just allows a lot of bad character evidence to come in that has nothing to do with whether you committed the crime or not. And that's the problem because when you hear the word gang, everybody but, gets scared. But there are people in gangs that have identifying tattoos of their gang. Absolutely. But okay. then there's also issues of you can get out of the gang, you can move on, you can age out, you can do whatever you want. So it's going to mark you forever. So my point has always been convict the people based on what you say they did as far as the crime goes. Because once you say gang, half the jurors I've ever dealt with, it, it's tuned out. The guy's guilty because, you know, they said he's a gang member and there's some guy that was really forceful saying he's a gang because of this, that, and the other. I, I didn't realize how big of a problem the gang, even up on the north side of Georgia, like, they're all over the place. But, but you have to understand, anything's a gang. If it's three dudes or more hanging out, it's a gang. Like in Gwinnett County, they used to have kids that would loiter uh -oh. around gas stations or things like that, they would identify them and put them in their gang book. Because, gas station guys. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this was a few <laughs> years back when there was gang station loitering and things like that. But if it's three dudes hanging out without what the police think is a purpose, you could be in the gang book. The pump me boys. <laughs> okay. Well, that may have gone sideways. I uh, know. Completely different issues <laughs> at the bathhouse. But yeah. The mobile men. You know the the B the BP dudes. Yeah, don't like, exclude the women. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe it's an all male gang. I don't know. That's the Pump Me Boys. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they would be. Uh, all right. Well, best of luck with you and your gang friends. Uh, I will. I will try. How did they get a hold of you? Like you're like, oh man, kill that Manny Aurora dude. He gets all the gang members off. Well, see, here we go, pump me in. <laughs> I think sometimes, uh, you know, reputation maybe helps or word of mouth, those kinds of things, no pun intended again. Um, but 
it's not that I like gang members or like crime. Nobody wants this to happen. I've been victimized before. I'm not happy about it, but I just can't stand the injustice of the arbitrariness of a lot of stuff that happens. And if it doesn't happen to you, people are like, oh, I'm law and order and this and that. And I always tell the people we talk about the Constitution, oh, Constitution's only for guilty people. I said, well, until they come into your house, then suddenly it's a big thing. And that's what you see in our politics now, right? The FBI's bad or this is bad. Everything's okay until it affects you. Sure, yeah. Do you go to the gang members' Christmas party? I have not been invited, but occasionally I get a card. Yes, I would say. That'd be cool. I mean, I think I would probably... <laughs> a gang retreat <laughs> go at to Lake the, Lanier or something. I wonder what a gang, gang's... I mean, I'm sure they have them, right? Because they're very tight-knit. Of course they don't. What I, do you mean? We, See, there you go. Profile. And they're not tight-knit. Is the issue is the gangs are fighting amongst themselves. There's so many subsects and all that stuff that they make because the guys on the east side are fighting other guys on the east side because it's a specific neighborhood. This It's gotten so arbitrary now. <laughs> Silly. It just doesn't matter. It's very silly. It's not like when I was younger. The gangs I used to roll with. They we, had Christmas parties? We had, well, yeah. One, we had Christmas parties, yeah, of course. <laughs> I think it was the Jets and yeah, the yeah. Sharks yeah. that he uh, we, did it with. Jason was a Jet. Yeah, we we, uh, we we were tough. And uh, we little saw... Little Snowflake. We, we, <laughs> that was my gang name. <laughs> little Snow. That's what they Yeah, he only comes out during Christmas. <laughs> little did they know that I was an informant. He, he was like that Atlanta movie where... <laughs> what was that Atlanta movie where all the gang members were white? That was really popular. That uh, not real. No, it it happened. What was that movie where it was shot? The guy lived in a the house. No, no, it was a real popular movie. It's the guy. Um, I can't remember. It was in Atlanta. It was shot in one of the houses that they used for the drug dealers. Main house was just off Chastain Park. It was a modern one. It was just four or five years ago, and one of the gangs always wore white puffy coats. And oh, they white, oh, and they, they had a big car chase I, scene through Piedmont Park. I thought you meant they were white. But they wore the, white. Yeah, they wore the white oh. coats. And Is the that real? Pants. Was it real? No, no, it was just oh, a just movie, movie that was done, but they had a huge car chase scene through Piedmont Park and all that kind of stuff. I can't That's remember the name of it. Christmas movie? Christmas no, movie. A, oh, Christmas gang movie? movie? What? Yeah. <laughs> Boys in the North Pole Hood? <laughs> <laughs> reindeer games oh wait that's a movie. oh that's right yeah dude nate's uh <laughs> nate's a couple weeks ago nate's brother on facebook had a really good question he says make a christmas movie out of what make a make a movie title more christmasy yes make a movie title more christmasy so there's rain uh reindeer games right that was one of them uh well that's a real movie i did one like um I did 40-year-old Virgin Mary. That one was funny, yes. I, I, I saw it. I had to jump in as soon as I saw it. I was like, oh, this is going to be fun. I, uh, what did I do? Uh, silent bo Boogie Silent Nights. That's That was mine. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> they were funny. All right, let's get to some of these questions for Manny. Uh, can I get in trouble? That's the question. Okay. Answer is generally yes if you start with that one. If I live in a home where I rent a room and suspect that the other tenants are making illegal substances and dealing in stolen bicycles, what can I do? I can't afford to move, and I don't want to get anyone angry at me either. Please help. Unless you know for sure that there's something happening and then you somehow are an accessory to it as far as you're helping them cover something up or whatnot then you could get in trouble. But if you're just merely present in that, you just merely leave in the building and have nothing to do with anything, you're not letting them store any bikes in your room, you're going to be just fine, or you're not buying any of the stolen bikes, you're going to be fine. So you don't need to do anything if you don't want to. And that's all I can tell you. But I would. I mean, if it's your house. 
but it's not his house. He's renting a room. It's like oh, you're, being he, in an apartment uh, building. Gotcha. He's renting the room. Well, you got to move. Somebody in your apartment building can be doing this. But if your wife was selling drugs upstairs and it's your house, yes, then you could get in trouble because you're being complacent. But I if keep, you just rent a room, you don't have any authority to tell anybody what to do. Keep telling Rach that. I said, you're going to get us both in trouble. That's Which, why the studio's gotten so nice with all these uh, souvenirs in here. Oh, yeah. those uh, We actually sell drugs for Star Wars figures. We do barter. We trade. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can I be convicted if I was basically bullied into with no choice for fear of my uh, safety? My roommate's pimp made a scam in which I was told I had to cash these checks or else. And then they made threats to me. They took the money after it was cashed. I'm in court facing time right now. The couple was doing this to other people as well. What can I do? Um, you have a very good coercion defense as long as you can prove that they threatened you to do all that kind of stuff. Uh, coercion works in any type of crime that's being taken place aside from um, murder. So if somebody coerced you into doing it by threatening your safety, then absolutely you could raise that as a defense. And your lawyer, whoever you've hired or your public defender should know that so they can pursue that defense. Right. How can you prove that if you don't have like a text message or something, if it was verbal? I mean, you'd have to testify and you'd have to be able to give something to corroborate what you're saying. Otherwise, anybody could say I was being coerced, right? Right. So if there's other people out there that they're doing it to, clearly this person knows that there's other folks. Um, you know, you got to do your investigation. Where are these other people out there? Um, they should pull the video surveillance footage from the banks as to when, you know, these other people were doing it, trying to track that stuff down. Oh. And in the end, sh this lady would testify to it and the jury could believe her that it's happening. Okay. I mean, you'd have to be some specifics because if I never got any money and I had to go do this, then arguably I'm being coerced. Otherwise, why would I do it? Right. Okay. Makes sense. All right. Here's a uh, voicemail from the hotline. Hey, Manny. I came out of work a few days ago to find my car was being repossessed, along with police officers there. As soon as I told them it was my car, they placed me under arrest for a stolen car. This was, car was gifted to me in April, and I had no clue it was stolen. What can I do? Thank you. Wow. That sucks. Well, I guess you got to talk to whoever gifted it to you via your lawyer to say, hey, can we prove this? But then the problem is going to be if the person that gifted it to you stole it, uh, there could be an issue. <laughs> who's, I guess the first question is, whose name is on the title for this car? And, you know, how did they get it? And then when they gifted it to you, you can't just take a car. You got to change the tags into you if it's yours. You got to change yep. all that stuff out. So there's going to be some proof of the exchange of the car. And then the person that gifted to you better be sort of close to you versus some stranger named PJ, um, because why would they just give you a gift of a car? So well, there's a lot of factors that we would need to know, but it sounds like she should be able to defend it, no problem. I think a lo I think there's a lot of people that don't understand that you have to actually sign a car over versus just saying, hey, take this car, it's yours. Then once you take it, it's, you, it's just, hey, it's mine, they gave it to me. Right, but when you get pulled over for speeding or anything, the tag is going to come back to somebody and you got to renew the tag. So well, how are you going to do any of that? Well, I, I, I get it, but I don't think a lot of people understand that. I think a lot of people just feel like you can give a car like you can give a piece of gum. Yeah, you're right. You know, I had a friend that that someone gifted her a car. She never got a title, never signed anything over. And then some months later, they took it back. She's like, they gave it to me and took it back. I'm like, how does somebody give you a car and take it back? You didn't get it in your name? She's like, no. Because oh <laughs> she probably didn't know that you had to sign it over. <laughs> well, the gift stuff, I understand. But at, at some point, even if you didn't know the gifting rules, you're going to have to change the license plate on, on the thing, right? Or you got to yep. renew it. So sometime it's going to come out. But, um, yeah, if she gifted it, I'd tell the police, hey, I got it from so-and-so. And, you know, you, she should be fine it, unless there's more to the story. Well, and she's just not going to have a car. 
<laughs> that, that, what, well, that seems like it's a given. Like, oh, man, I need to get down to the car. I can't. Well, <laughs> don't have a car. I rented a U-Haul. I extended my rental. They reported the truck stolen. I was arrested and given a court date. I was found not guilty. I contacted U-Haul to pay and retrieve my property. They had thrown it in the trash. I had a stamp collection worth a tremendous amount of money. Do I sue them in a civil case or arbitration? They are responsible for holding my property until I went to court, which they didn't show up. Is that correct? All right. First of all, if you paid to extend your lease for the U-Haul truck and then they had you arrested because somebody made a paperwork snafu saying you didn't turn it in, it's been a couple of days, they reported stolen, you could sue them for a malicious arrest right out of the gate. So that would be the first thing you'd do. Then if you have other property in there, you'll have to be able to find a way to prove that you had the property. Otherwise, I could say I had you know 50 gold bars in there. You could have a friend or somebody say that he put all this stuff in there when they took it and they didn't give it back. Then we have to get a valuation on those items. And if it's less than $15,000, you could do that in magistrate court. But the bigger claim here is they got you arrested improperly because clearly somebody made a mistake on their end if you had paid to extend the lease. That's where the the money's going to come if you're going to get any type of judgment because you went to, to jail for X number of days. You had to hire a lawyer and do all those things. You should get all that money back from them plus the damages for the things that were inside the U-Haul. There, there has to be more to this story. You all doesn't strike me as the company that, uh, now, moving company would. Those moving companies are scary. Right, but scammy. we also don't have a time frame as to, you know, how long did we extend the lease, then he got arrested, how long is U-Haul supposed to hold the stuff, <clears throat> did we make a claim against it, was the person out on bond, um, why would they have just disposed of it, did an employee act outside the parameters, but if it's, all, as this person said, they have a, a, a several good claims against U-Haul. Have you had anybody come to you uh, for, because their moving company is holding their stuff hostage? Um, I have not, but I guess they could hold it hostage if you oh. don't pay. It's like a mechanics lien or something like that. I guess. Yeah, but here's the thing is a lot of those, they, they, they say one thing up front. Hey, right. this is going to be the price, right. $2,000. They do all the stuff. They get there like, nah, it was more work than... This is an estimate. That's why we call it an estimate. It's $3,500. Like, that's $1,500 more. That's ridiculous. Well, you got to pay it to us or we're not giving you your stuff. There are a lot of those companies out there. Not the big ones. You know, they're, they're, they're legit, but there are some. I dealt with one. That's how I know this. Yeah. I dealt with one, and the guy was an alleged friend, and I had a problem with him years prior, and I gave him another chance, and he tried to take me. And I said, you know, pretty much GFY, dude. I, I'm not paying you this money. This is what we agreed on. Right. And uh, he blew up my phone and email and social media and this and this and that. So finally I had to block him everywhere. But uh, that, it was it was, it was kind of scary because he had the stuff. Sure. You know, so. I guess read the contract before you sign it as far as that goes. And I mean, an estimate's fine, but it shouldn't come back. I mean, the car dealer gives you an estimate when you go into but. They'll call you and say, hey, your brakes need this, your brakes need that. But yeah. then you pick and choose what you want to do. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. Watkins Law Firm, trial and litigation attorneys. So if it's personal injury, wrongful death, contracts and transactions, landlord and tenant disputes, or just general civil litigation, Watkins Law Firm dot LLC is where you need to go. Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, Watkins Law Firm dot LLC. And here's Tyler's tip of the day. So get this. It's easier to sue someone if their dog injures your livestock than it is if it injures you. If you're attacked by someone else's dog, you can only recover from the owner if you can show the dog had previously attacked someone or if it was violating a leash law. 
However, if that dog injures livestock, then you don't have to show anything. Amazing, isn't it? Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, WatkinsLawFirm.LLC, serving all of Georgia. Next time, talk to Tyler. Help you help your business get to the next level. And you do that by incorporating create graphics in there. Whether it's vehicle wraps, corporate events you might be having, interior, exterior events, Graphic Design and Apparel Create Graphics is a full-service graphics company that specializes in graphic design, wide-format printing, and graphic installation. Excellent customer service where every project is going to get that one-on-one experience from start to finish. CreateGraphics.net. C-R-E-A-T-E-G-R-A-P-H-I-X.net. Or you can call 770-369-9962. 770-369-9962. Tired of ants on your countertop while you're cooking? Can't go outside without getting eaten by mosquitoes? Uh, Give Inspect All Pest Services a call. They've got everything you need to get rid of all that stuff just mentioned. Whether it's ants, roaches, fleas, or ticks, Inspect All has got you covered. With their year-round pest treatments, live without the worry or hassle of pests. Give Inspect All Pest Services a call today, 770-483-2420. 770-483-2420. Mention the BS Get your first initial service for free. Sometimes it's tough finding the right tree service, like ones that'll give you a call back or ones that'll even show up. Cut and right tree service and more, they're going to do both. They're going to show up and they're going to call you back. 877-828-8846. You can also book online, cuttandright.com, C-U-T-T-I-N-R-I-G-H-T, Dot com female veteran owned located and servicing all around Atlanta and if you mention the BS when you call you get a hundred dollars off your job experience tree removal who care all about the details customer satisfaction guaranteed 877-828-8846 that's 877-8cutton cuttingright.com and back to you Jason <laughs> Uh, my girlfriend was recorded peeing in the restroom by a man who know who he is. We know who he is. If I punch him when I see him, can he sue? She was at an event and the man stuck a camera under the stall and recorded her peeing. She knows it showed her crotch and face together. They found out who it was at the event. We got security camera footage of him following her into the restroom. We intend to file a police report and contact a lawyer. How do we make sure... They find the video and delete it permanently. It could be on his phone, iCloud, Google Photos, computer, Pornhub, anywhere. We also want him in jail and want to sue him. What is the best action to take? That's a lot. Uh, that's a lot. Well, don't punch him in the face because you could get charged with battery because now it's going to be after the fact. But, yes, have him arrested. You can file suit and you know claim whatever damage there is. The whole thing I was thinking about is if I stick a camera under the stall door and the person sitting in the toilet, how do they capture Maps. all this stuff? Right. Yeah. And you say I'm not a you woman, so I don't know. I mean, is there a dress or something? <laughs> how would you yeah, catch so all the hoo-ha her and face all that is, stuff? Face and crotch together. I was like, dang, she's a flexible there. Oh, that's, that, that's that new GoPro. <laughs> They've got the AI crotch face technology. Oh, yeah. You, yeah, it's yeah, new. If you're sitting on the toilet, how do you get the crotch stuff? I mean, the physics don't seem to... I would think that when they stand up, 
You know, if they're, if they're, you know. The, the, but then there's a camera, you would see the camera right under there if you're standing up. And then they're they're some, looking straight up at the hoo-ha, I guess. There's some point, people that have very good video work. You know, they know how to do it just right. Yeah, but if you it was on a selfie stick. <laughs> I don't know. I've, I've used the bathroom quite a few times in my life, and I can't see a camera being anywhere on the floor, and I don't see it in the stall. It also depends on how big her private area is. I mean, she could have a very large private area. Yeah, but then she'd be True. peeing on the floor. No, no, no. I'm not saying that she's got a pee problem. I'm just saying that her area is large. Like if a man has a large penis and he's in, you know, people are going to see it more than the guy like myself without a large penis. So maybe she's got a large. Yeah, but we don't pee in a stall. I mean, usually you just go up to that trough and, you know, handle your business. Oh, I know. I've experienced I, I haven't seen a trough in I don't think I think the last time I peed in a trough was at the old UCF stadium. Uh, I mean, this was like in the early '90s. I haven't been in a. There was a trough at this football game that I went to, and it was the worst. It was the most poorly designed pee trough in the history of man. It was you stood a, probably about a foot away from the trough, which was elevated, so you had to kind of push your like like your hips in so you could reach over. You know what I mean? Because it's it's not like you were right up on the trough where you could bend over. It was poorly designed. How does the shake part work without getting yourself no, on the floor you, wet? You, no, you were getting... Just Nikki's in, just enthralled <laughs> by this conversation. <laughs> you, were, you, you, were, you had no choice but to get the tile all nasty. It's, it was the... Like, none of the kids wanted to do it because they were like, I don't want to see your ding-ding. And they're like, oh, man, I got to go. So I went up there and <laughs> I was... There, there's one at um, Chastain Park or at the Chastain uh, Amphitheater. Is there a really? music venue? Yeah, yeah. And I think that there's also, remember those sinks that you, there's like a bar on the floor and you press the bar down? It's like kind of in an oval shape uh-huh. or like a half circle. I think there's one of those there too. I can't remember, but That's just yeah, weird. old school. Yeah, you, the, the, com- <laughs> the community pee uh, meetup. Yeah. Just so weird. Well, just tell this guy, yes, you have a claim if the video shows all that stuff. And I'm not sure how to confirm that everything's been deleted but the judge would make an order as part of the bond or anything else that everything be deleted off and if they didn't then you could have bond violations and additional civil complaints against this person okay but you said if she punches him after the fact it's battery so if she would have saw him do it and punched him you saying that would have been cool i mean they could still technically say you're not supposed to assault somebody for doing that you call the police because it ends up a vigilante stuff but nobody's gonna get prosecuted for it i mean if it's near in time and you see somebody doing that to you absolutely but now if it's two days later can i just go up and punch him in the face um i would have no problem with you doing that but at the same time that's not legal all right but if it's happening to me in the moment i can punch him yeah because you could reasonably say that i'm defending myself from what okay. this person's doing absolutely and Thank i you. can't imagine anybody getting arrested for something like that why would you why would you punch the person why wouldn't you be flattered that they want to take video of your crotch i definitely that's when you spread your legs yeah i did <laughs> He wouldn't be flattered. I definitely punch him. You should I put. I want to make sure it's legal. You smile and you open up and you do a little little crotch dance. And <laughs> no, I mean, that, and then you start singing. You start singing WAP. Is that like everybody's dream to be on a reality show? I mean, you're now you have your own crotch reality show. No, you don't have to eat bugs. I'm yeah, gonna, I'm gonna go Bad Girls Club style. Yeah, between Nikki's knees. <laughs> on on between Nikki's knees. <laughs> it was the night on between VH1. The, knees. <laughs> the real crotch. <laughs> my crimes. mother was killed a year ago in 2021. My family was intimidated, bullied, and lied to 
me this whole time. They claim that my mother left her life insurance policy to a cousin of mine. I am her only living heir and next of kin. They conducted everything without my permission. They immediately, following her death, drained her bank accounts using her debit card, gave her car away, took her jewelry and expensive items. I'm told by an aunt that one of her brothers takes her things to sell to swap meet. One uncle lives in her apartment, still under her name. His name was never on the lease. They're trying to keep me out of everything. They even cremated her body and are holding onto her ashes and didn't even converse with me prior. I asked to see the life insurance beneficiary document and they forwarded me incomplete pages. And to top it off, they were two different handwritings. They have taken everything. Is it too late to file charges? That's a situation. Well, how is it that your mom died and these other people were able to do all that stuff without you knowing because there has to be a probate done when somebody dies and an executor is appointed, whether you have a will or don't have a will, right? So I'm a little perplexed as to how these people did all these other things because if they're selling items that they're not authorized to sell because she's died, then it's a theft. And he can call the police depending on how long it's been since all this happened. But the first thing you would have done if your next of kin dies is you go and put your name down as the executor as a next surviving relative and that's what you do, and then you get access to everything, and you have to account for what you're doing with the materials to the court. If there's a will, then you have to act in accordance with the will. If there's life insurance, that doesn't go through the will. It's just whoever the beneficiaries are listed. Your bank accounts also have beneficiaries as to who has access to it, because if you've died, you're not supposed to be able to access the money. The bank accounts are supposed to be frozen until you get a, a court judgment or a, a probate judgment that says you know who gets what as yeah. far as the money goes. But when somebody dies, I mean, almost like 80% of the time, there's always some kind of shadiness going on. Uh, there's going to be a family member that's going to take jewelry. There's going to be a family member that claims this. Uh, I, I've, I've been in a couple different situations where I've seen this happen. One in particular, my ex-stepdad, who was worth millions and millions of dollars, and everybody thought that he w w left me something just because of our relationship. Not that I wanted anything. I really didn't. Um, but... Before he died, his ex-wife had him remarry her when he was on his deathbed. And so she was, you know, had power of attorney, obviously, then. And then his sons, who were just money, just just disgusting dudes. Like, they just, all they cared about was his money. And they took all of it. And, and they just went and they spent it and blah, blah, blah. And then when the mother dies, they get even more money. But they had called me and said, hey, look, did you inquire about my father's um, uh, will? Uh, and I was like, no, I have, I have no idea what you're talking about. So somebody had called them and inquired about it because they, they think that they changed it, right, okay. at the last minute. Well, somebody had to probate the will if that existed. A lawyer had to have done it. The fact that the lady married him on his deathbed, now she has access to the money because she's the immediate next to kin. It all goes to the wife tax-free. The sons under certain states will get a smaller percentage if they're cut out of the will. Otherwise, the mom is supposed to get everything, and then the kids would get it from the mom as it passes. There's very specific, if you don't have a will, rules. Mm. But if there's a will, then it just has to be probated, and the lawyers you know, do all that stuff if he took the time to do it. And if they change it at the last minute and you think you should entitled to something, you would challenge that in court saying, hey, he told me this, that, and the other, and the change of the will wasn't voluntary or was done under duress or he was incapacitated and couldn't do it or didn't understand. No. You'd have to challenge all that stuff. Yeah, I, I, uh, 
last time I was down seeing my mother, she had all the paperwork because she's getting ready to go in for the surgery. And it was, you know, you're in charge of this, you know, if something happens to me and I, that's, that's a pretty, that's, that's heavy, man. You go in there and you're signing that paperwork Then she's still, I mean, but she's all happy about it. I guess when you reach an age, you just have accepted that you've lived your life and you're ready for the next life, whatever you believe in. Right. And she's got this dress that's picked out that she wants to be buried in. She's like, isn't this beautiful? This is what I want you to bury me in. My grandmother has her own plot already. Yeah, so does my mother. She's got her mm-hmm. own plot. She's pay, everything's paid for. Yeah, my grandmother too. And she brags about it like it's like it's a trip to Disney. Like, oh, look how beautiful this is. I'm going to be <laughs> so comfortable. Oh, my God. I paid extra for the pillows. Look at this. It's so great. I'm going, you're talking about dying. Yeah, but people want to go out in, on their own terms. They don't want one of people having to do a GoFundMe page. So I think they uh-huh. are proud that they were responsible enough to plan and not leave their family burdened. Uh, does your grandmother have a dress? My grandmother up? has everything. Really? Yep. We're all going to go. Hat, her dress, her everything. Got to plan for it. It's just like a nice dinner. I mean, you got to plan for it. Well, have you planned for it? Are you going to wear that outfit? No, I'm going to get cremated. I don't need to take up space. In That's the what I said, too. I got, I'm cre- Just cremate me. Faith or no faith. I mean, I, 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 Chew me like, in the you're space. dead. That's the end of it. You know? <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to be floating around doing anything. I'm, I'm just gone. That's that's the end of it. Actually, I have in my will, I want to be cremated and secretly spread on Manny's front lawn. Sweet. Just, <laughs> <laughs> then I can come out there and pretend to do the BS show do every, the, do the every show. couple of weeks. Like, exactly. If Jason were here, Nate and I would be on the phone be like... Well, you can st- you can still do the show and just have the camera kind of pointing at the ground. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> we'll sprinkle Jason's face down there. It's like uh, any questions? Yeah, we'll just get a soundboard. <laughs> any questions for Manny before we let him go, Nate? No, I don't got anything. All right, uh, Nikki. Okay, I got one question. All right. All right. I know now you've seen the Shaquilla uh, Robinson coverage. So now that they have. Um, a arrest warrant for the for the one of the girls in Mexico. How hard is it going to be to extradite her back over there? It's not hard. We have a treaty with Mexico as far as that goes. Uh, some countries, like if you went to some of the Virgin Islands that aren't American, they have a rule that you can't impose a death penalty against somebody before they extradite, and you have to agree to that. But there's terms in all those uh, international treaties as far as that goes. So we'll get those people back we have all the time the famous people in california that kills somebody and fled can't remember that millionaire's name they extradited him back from mexico there was the one of the i don't know if it was one of the kennedys or something up in new england that was accused of murder they were in paris or france or one of some european country they extradited them back 30 years later um so yeah that's not going to be hard to do to get back from mexico we have a treaty with them so the the story is is the these girls did a, a, a girl's trip, right? It was a, yeah, a girl's trip, trip to Cabo. Yeah, yeah. And, a French trip because there was some guys there. They were gay, though. Uh, but this girl that ended up being murdered was beautiful, absolutely mm-hmm. gorgeous woman. And so there's video that surfaces. I mean, this has been going on for well over a month, but there's video that surfaces of her and her friend friends getting in a fist fight. I mean, the, the, the friend's just beating the living you-know-what out of her. And then she shows up missing dead and all of her friends go back. They leave her there and they say leave that her. she had alcohol poisoning. Right. But the autopsy shows she had, her neck was broken and her back. Yeah. 
And now they, would you say now they have an arrest warrant for one yeah, of the friends? They have an arrest the warrant. The girl now, that she fought. Mexico. Yep. The girl yeah. who attacked her because it wasn't a fight. She right. never even fought back. Yeah. It was literally just an attack. So now they have an arrest warrant out for her. Yeah. But she, I think she's fled. So they don't have her in custody. Yeah. You know where she is? Did they say? Oh, this happened in North Carolina. But where her no, friend's I it, hiding, but, I don't yeah. know. I don't know where she's hiding. But I wanted to know when they catch her, is it going to be easy to send her back to Mexico? Okay. So, yeah, she'll be charged in Mexico, right? Yeah. 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 Since the murder happened over there. The federale will get her date. The police. Yeah. The police. Yeah. Police. Yeah. But we'll be well, they're, they're after you. Where, where do you flee to? Because you, you probably don't want to flee to Mexico. So, you know, you no, go to she's, Canada, she's maybe? hiding somewhere here. You know, like a friend or family. Somebody's hiding her. I here. got 20 bucks. She's in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> all, no, but I'm saying, like, if you, if this happened to you and you were like, shit, I got to get out of here. I got to flee. Where would you go? Oh, I'm in a country that doesn't have extradition with the U.S. or Mexico. Yeah, or go back to where the crime happened. Go back to Mexico. They're not going to look there. <laughs> I mean, a white woman would never <laughs> stick out in Mexico. She's a, no, she's, she's a black. black. She's black. Right, a black woman wouldn't stick out in Mexico. She's actually <laughs> light-skinned black, too. A light-skinned Mexican yeah. black woman wouldn't <laughs> stick out in Mexico. Yeah, but go back to, I mean, like, literally move into the house that, that happened or right next door. Like th th they would never suspect that. Like, God, we can't <laughs> find them anywhere. But you'd have to be able to hire somebody to boat her across there. So like you can get fake passports, like in the movie at the, the bus locker, you know, kind of thing. You <laughs> can't get fake passports? You can't. I'm just saying like in the movies, it's not like you've got them just sitting oh. around or you, everybody has a friend that can make a quick fake passport. I mean, the Sorry. things are pretty hard to make these days with all the technology. If all those people can illegally a lot of money. come to our country, I'm sure one of us can sneak over to theirs. <laughs> Well, right? We don't know how legal or illegal it is. Most people turn themselves in for asylum claims and those kinds of things, and they sit there, and then we release them, and then there's all that other issue. But there's a lot of people coming across the borders and jumping through, but they don't have any money, and they survive. I don't imagine this lady's going to be able to backwards cross the Rio Grande, I, find a way to live, <laughs> have water, and all that I, stuff. I don't I don't think on their side they're as aggressive as keeping people out as the, the, we are on our side. You know, where you have all those guys on the Texas border with the guns and they're like, you know, they're, they're like, yeah, get that, get back over there. Get back. I don't think on the Mexican side, they're like, hey, gringo, get back over there. I don't think they care. <laughs> <laughs> like, here's a hundred pesos. Let me through. All right, man. Come on in. It's all good. All right. Uh, the Aurora Law Firm dot com specializing in criminal law. Uh, Manny is located here in Atlanta, Georgia, but again, practices nationwide. So uh, he's represented everyone from professional athletes, law enforcement agents, lawyers, politicians, you name it, gang members, um, rappers, you know, anybody. He, he's got you. So uh, if you need help in the uh, defense department, as far as an attorney goes, theauroralawfirm.com is the website. And, of course, always reach out to us with a question for Manny's next visit. You can do that on uh, on our social media or right there on podcastthebs.com. There's a section you can do it. Plus, our hotline is 404-369-3825. You can leave us uh, a message, a question for Manny on there. All right, buddy. Good seeing you. Thanks for coming in. Good stuff. Uh, going to the gym, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. I'm going to try before I get into work today. Yeah. Get that Thanksgiving off. Yeah, I got to get the Thanksgiving off. All right, Manny Aurora, ladies and gentlemen. Get off my lawn. It's old man Kevin, and the BS is done for right now. Please share, like, and support. Podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. Now, get out of here.